No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 108 where David sings praises to the Lord for his mercy and deliverance. God is sovereign over the nations and gives victory over our enemies. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. To whom do you turn to when your enemy seems to be getting the upper hand? Well, if you're David, you turn to the Lord. We come to Psalm 108 today, a Psalm of David. O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your mercy is great above the heavens and your truth reaches to the clouds. David begins saying that my heart is steadfast. You know, it's good to have a steadfast heart that is resistant to the winds of this world because they could blow you about easily. We can do that if our heart is firmly established in Christ. If our hope is in his word rather than in the world, then we have a sure foundation for heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will never pass away. A steadfast heart leads to a joyful song of praise, which is what David was doing. Now, as the nightingale sings its songs even in the dark, so the steadfast heart can joyfully sing songs of praise to the Lord, even through the dark night or through troublous times. Why? Because he knows that behind the visible circumstances of life is the invisible God working all things for good on behalf of those who love him. Now, David would sing praise with his glory. What is his glory? Well, that was his amazing musical and poetic gift that he had received from the Lord. He could have used that to sing about many things, but he devoted his talent to sing about the Lord, to write down these psalms. And because he dedicated his glory or his talent to the Lord, we are still singing these songs today, thousands of years later. David said, I will awaken the dawn. Now, he got up before dawn to praise the Lord, to sing his songs. I find that the early morning hours are, in fact, the best time for me to worship God before the busyness of the day sets in, before anybody else gets up, I can center myself in the Lord. I listen to his word. I seek his wisdom and guidance for the day. Now, do you have trouble setting time aside in the morning? Like your morning gets away from you too quick? Well, then just pray and ask God to wake you up earlier. That's what I did, and the Lord honored that prayer then you can also awaken the dawn with praise and prayer. And not only did David praise God in the Jewish congregation, but his psalms were also intended to glorify God among all peoples and nations. That's what he says. I will praise you among the peoples. The day will come when all nations will worship the Lord, 
So why not give the peoples a head start? Let your voice be heard so they can join in with you. Each year we go up to our family camp uh, up in McCall, Idaho, and I love it because there are many campers all around us, and we have a Sunday morning worship service, and I just love it when our people praise the Lord, and it just sort of resounds throughout the entire campground. I'm just hoping that people are hearing it and just saying in their heart, amen, that sounds great, praise the Lord, you know. I also like to just sing songs of praise, hymns, worship songs in the car. And I don't want to be embarrassed by that. You know, if if I'm singing in the car with my windows rolled down and stop at a stoplight and somebody turns over and looks at me like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) I hope they hear me loud and clear because the idea here is that we ought to be praising God before all the peoples. David said, for your mercy is great above the heavens and your truth reaches to the clouds. Now, here's an example of Hebrew parallelism, but I think it is interesting that God's mercy extends from earth all the way above the heavens, whereas his truth extends only to the clouds. Now, maybe I'm making too much of this, but I love the fact that God's mercy overshadows truth. Just as the mercy seat overshadowed the Ten Commandments within the Ark of the Covenant in the most holy place, you see, mercy triumphs over judgment. Verse 5, Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and your glory above all the earth, that your beloved may be delivered, save with your right hand, and hear me. So be exalted above the heavens. How great is God? Well, you know, the whole universe can't contain him. And so he should be praised, exalted, lifted up, even above the heavens. And then David prays that your beloved may be delivered. Now, now he could be speaking of himself. Certainly David was beloved of the Lord. He could be speaking about Israel. Israel was God's chosen people, certainly beloved of the Lord. But all of the saints are beloved of the Lord. And so when we pray, God, deliver your saints, deliver your people, those whom you love, we can have a great assurance that God will in fact deliver them. Save with your right hand, that place of strength, you know, when God delivers us with his mighty right hand. God has spoken in his holiness, I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and measure out the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom, I will cast my shoe. Over Philistia, I will triumph. So David is just expressing here that God is sovereign over all the nations. Now, God has spoken in his holiness. Whenever God speaks, he always speaks not from, you know, wrath or anger or anything else, but from his holiness. And so when he speaks from his holiness, he says, I will rejoice. Now, David lists various people groups here. He begins with the groups within Israel. The Lord says, I will divide Shechem and measure out the valley of Sukkoth. So God is in control. He is taking care of everything with regard to his people. Gilead is mine. Gilead was on the east side of the Jordan River. 
Manasseh is mine. Now, Manasseh was the tribe that was split. Half the tribe on one side of the Jordan, half the tribe on the other. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. Ephraim was a very strong tribe and really formed the basis of the northern kingdom. And Judah, the basis of the southern kingdom, is my lawgiver. That was where the kings would come from. Of course, David came from Judah as well. Moab is my washpot. Now we get outside of Israel. And Moab was one of the sons of Lot. But they became servants. They became servants to Israel under David. And here, uh, servants of the Lord. Over Edom, I will cast my shoe. Edom, of course, being the descendants of Esau. And uh, just like you would sort of cast your shoe off onto the living room floor or whatever before you you shower, it's, this is the idea, is that they would also just be uh, in that supportive role. Over Philistia, I will triumph. And of course, the Philistines had been the arch enemies of Israel during the time of David. Goliath was a Philistine. But he is expressing here the triumph of the Lord over even these nations that opposed him. God would ultimately triumph. And we know, of course, in the millennial kingdom, they will all come and worship before the Lord. Verse 10, who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? Is it not you, O God, who cast us off? And you, O God, who did not go out with our armies? Give us help from trouble. For the help of man is useless. Through God we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. David was a mighty warrior, but he realized how much he depended upon the Lord for his victories. Now, the rock city of Petra was the fortress of Edom. So when David speaks here about being led into Edom and going into the strong city, this is probably what he was referring to. That rock city of Petra was considered to be impregnable. So David clearly needed the Lord's help. Now he said, is it not you, O God, who cast us off? David felt that the Lord had cast them off because they had suffered some military defeats. Yet David still trusted in the Lord to deliver them. When God's countenance seems to be against us, when his face seems to be away from us, well, Blessed is that person who perseveres in faith to still count on God's ultimate goodness and faithfulness. You know, his frown may be toward us for a moment, but his smile lasts forever toward his beloved. God will not cast off forever those whom he has redeemed with the precious blood of his son. We are his inheritance and far too valuable to him for him to cast us off forever. Now, David said, for the help of man is useless. Oh, I wish people would understand this. We as human beings are so apt to put our confidence in the flesh, in other people, in other men, in other women, rather than in the Lord. And that's always a foolish place to be because people, it doesn't matter who they are, they will let you down. And they are limited. They are limited by the human weakness. 
David finally got to the point where he said the help of man is useless. Now, obviously, David still used a lot of men. He had mighty men in his army. But comparatively to the Lord, his hope, his trust, his dependency was in God. And so he said, through God, we will do valiantly. Even though it seemed that God's face was away from them temporarily, David knew that in the end, God would come through. They would do valiantly. They would overcome the enemy. And we can know that also. You know, Jesus defeated all the powers of darkness on the cross. And so when we come in his name against the powers of darkness, we can rest assured that the victory will be ours in the Lord. Finally, David said he shall tread down our enemies. You see, ultimately, the battle is between God and Satan. And we see that manifested in the world today through so many different things, so much resistance, so much evil in the world, and yet we can trust that the Lord will have the final say. I love what it says in Romans 16, 20. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And that's something that we can sing about no matter what the circumstances may look to us today. God is in control and God is sovereign. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll see where David prays for vengeance against the wicked who accuse and fight against him. He prays that God would save him according to his mercy. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible